Welcome to The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hey everyone, welcome to The Wealth Standard Radio. Um, I'm actually joined here by uh, two two really cool individuals you guys are going to really enjoy getting to know. Uh, they're going to actually take over the show in just a moment, but I'm just going to give a couple announcements that we have uh, in relation to uh, to the business. First off, uh, re- this is uh, replacing Infinite Banking Radio. Uh, the main objective there is uh, Infinite Banking Radio, Infinite Banking, that term is uh, is uh, intellectual property, and it's not our intellectual property. And so what we're trying to do is uh, to kind of wean off of that a little bit and talk more uh, about um, holistic financial uh, advice and also talk about um, just uh, you know what, what we're doing here at Paradigm Life uh, and looking at you know how banking applies to it and the benefit there, but other things that you can do uh, as well from the services that we provide. Um, let's see what else do we have going on here. So uh, the third installment of our uh, the Wealth Standard Live, which is a video series that we've been putting on in preparation uh, to write a book. Uh, that third installment is going to be tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. So definitely tune into that on YouTube. And uh, like I said, for more information on that, you can visit our website, which is thewealthstandard.com. Also, we have another cool announcement. We have a, uh, a new online resource that's going to be available tomorrow, and uh, it's our resource page on paradigmlife.net. We are uh, basically creating a resource that's going to house uh, the various white paper and articles that we've written over the years, uh, webinars that we've done. Uh, some of our, uh, we have some case studies on there, some other videos, articles about uh, Dave Ramsey, articles about the history of insurance. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff that's going to be on there. So that should be live tomorrow. So if you want some information about that, definitely go to our webpage and register for that. Uh, also, I'm not sure how this is uh, going to change tomorrow, but uh, uh, actually Friday, but the new Apple iOS is out on Friday. But our uh, our Apple app our iPhone app is uh, is live. It has a lot of good resources on there. Uh, hopefully, we've prepared to change over to the new format. Uh, we'll see. We'll see Friday. <laughs> um, but let me uh, let me do this. So that's all the announcements that I have. I'm going to introduce um, the the two guys going to take over the show today. Uh, Ryan Lee and Nate Butler. Uh, these guys are are studs, and they know what they're talking about. And it's it's really cool to see how they've. Uh, come into Paradigm Life and the stir that they've created. They definitely have an uh, awesome perspective on finance, awesome perspective um, on our economy right now, and the best ways to help an individual, help our clients and prospects really see uh, how they're better off using our services than without them. It's been really impressive to get to know these guys and see what impact that they've made. So I'm going to I'm gonna turn over to them. They're going to uh, introduce themselves, kind of give you their background and uh, how they came to where they are right now uh, so that you uh, you guys can um, somewhat empathize with them and, and see where they're coming from. So welcome, guys. It's awesome to have you. Hey, thanks, Pat. We are, we're excited to be here today. And uh, as Pat mentioned, I'm Ryan. We've got Nate here on the show with us today. And really, our thought process for the uh, show today was to give you a little bit of insights on how we are using this system and this strategy in our own lives. We're, we're fairly young individuals. So kind of give you a look in what we're doing today. So we're going to kind of introduce how we came about uh, coming here to Paradigm Life. But before that, really how we found this system and what we're doing with it today. And then we're going to transition a little bit into some, some current news topics, but talk a little bit more about the bigger picture of what this concept is really all about. 
So with that being said, I'm going to introduce Nate Butler. Uh, as Pat mentioned, Nate's, it, you know, Nate is doing some pretty amazing things here at Paradigm Life. But before ever getting to Paradigm Life, Nate's has been very active in the financial world. And I wanted to give Nate a little bit of an opportunity to talk about his story and to tell us what he's doing. Great. I'm excited to be here, Ryan. Thanks for uh, the intro and thanks, Pat, for the intro as well. So um, I've been here with Paradigm for about uh, two years now. And uh, prior to being here with Paradigm, I spent some time in the financial services industry um, where I helped clients invest in the market. Um, the dark side, right? The, it definitely was the dark <laughs> side. Now, now I'm on the, the right side. <laughs> but no, it's good. I'm, you know, it's interesting because experience, uh, you know, creates perspective. And, uh, you know, looking back at the experiences I've had, uh, not just my own, but also seeing the experiences of, of clients and past clients and future clients and you know, current clients and, and where they're kind of headed. It's, it's, it's interesting to, to be able to develop a perspective of, you know, how life works and, and how, you know, financial services comes, comes into play. So for me, to kind of give you a background of myself, uh, when I first got married, uh, my brother was actually in the industry, the life insurance industry, and he made a trip up to, to my uh, little apartment, and, and he told me, he said, Nate, you're, you're buying life insurance. And I can remember thinking you know, I don't know if I really need to, don't really, you know, don't really understand why I need to, I guess, to in, in, a, in, in a bigger way. But I still, I still bought the life insurance. But the interesting thing was, when I wrote that first check, I developed pride within, within myself. And it helped me realize the power that that, or the ability that that, that, that gives my family, if I were to pass away, to continue on financially and not have to worry about at, at least that part of things. So outside of that check that you wrote, you felt some stability come into your life just by having life insurance. Is that what you're saying? A absolutely. And so to me, it helped me be, fo you know, helped me focus more on, on being productive in uh, creating the businesses that I was creating at the time. Um, I ended up starting my own uh, remodeling company and ran that for a couple of years and, and uh, was successful at that. Um, another thing is, uh, my wife and I, we started having kids right away. And, uh, as a result, my wife, uh, we, we both decided that she would stay home with the kids. And so it became even more important that I had the protection in place so that she was taken care of. My kids are taken care of if something happens to me financially so that she doesn't have to go out and, and, uh, provide an income. Uh, should something happen. Uh, no, that's a really good point that you're protected, but you're, it's really not you. It's your family that you're taking care of, right? So, I mean, it's replacing your life and your income potential. What, what <laughs> kind of life insurance did you end up buying for that first one? So the, <clears throat> I remember uh, my brother at the time talked about the different types of insurance. And all I could think of was, was the bottom line premium at the time. Because, of course, we were you know, newly, newly married and uh, trying to figure out how we could get by just with the, the basic expenses. So we bought term insurance at the time. Mm -hmm. and, but I still remember in the back of my mind still thinking, but what if I live? And, and what about all these premiums? Although they were small, what about all those premiums over the years? And, and what, happens, what happens if I continue to live? And that's, of course, the better case scenario. But what if? And, and as I did more and more study, learning more and more about business and so on and so forth and the, the use of money, um, you know, these other systems came into, into the picture, uh, you know, IBC, which infinite banking, uh, the infinite banking concept, which I didn't, I didn't learn about the particular infinite banking concept until quite a few years later. Um, I actually got into the financial services industry, like I said, and helped clients invest in the market. And... 
as I watched and learned what the market does and doesn't do, I became disillusioned with the ups and downs of volatility and watching what it does emotionally and psychologically to, to clients, you know, made a big impact on me. Mm. And so I started searching for other strategies and, and came across this on my own. And, uh, Actually, I came across uh, whole life insurance and the living benefits associated with, with whole life insurance without learning anything about IBC and purchased a policy just as quick as I could and uh, started using the, uh, the living benefits associated with it. So for some of our listeners, that's, I'm sure many of you are familiar with the living benefits of whole life insurance, but just in case you're not, so your first policy was a term policy. Yep. Your second policy sounds like it was a whole life policy. And you purchased that whole life policy specifically for the living benefits in addition to the death benefit. Well, you want to clarify that a little bit more or give us some more light on so, that? So the, I think it's important when, when we look at whole life insurance, it still is insurance and there still is death benefit protection. But there's a savings component provided you know, with regards to that policy. <clears throat> so what happens is you start developing equity inside of your uh, life insurance policy. And the biggest benefit that I saw was it was liquid, it was growing, it was safe, it was secure. So it started to provide that foundation so that when life, I knew that when life happened, because it wasn't a matter of if it was going to happen or if we're going to have a tough time. It was a matter of when it happened, I, have, I had liquidity to be able to use, you know, to buffer those, those time frames. Well, and going back to what you said earlier, you know, when you bought that term policy, the question in the back of your mind was, what if? Hopefully I live, but what if I do live? And what happens to all of those premiums? How exactly. did that thought process change going from term life to whole life so so exactly that i mean i you know the thought of not being able to access any of the monies that i was putting in into the term insurance policy and you know the likelihood that i would pass away within that term was very very slim and i realized that but at the same time i still needed the protection so it kind of helped me you know look at the other the other options available and really mm -hmm. question what what was the right thing for me with what I was trying to accomplish, both from a protection standpoint and in, you know, for me particularly, um, the, the living benefits and being able to maximize and leverage and all of that, that the cash values bring. So really a foundational sense. system covering your life and your systematic savings potential inside the policy. Right. That's awesome. So go a little bit further then. Once you had the policy, uh, you're a business owner, you're, you're building, you know, a, a company. What did you do with the policy? So as I got into the, so I didn't learn about this until I got into the financial services industry. <clears throat> and I was building a, a practice, uh, you know, acquiring more and more clients, servicing and, and providing those services. And what I found was I, you know, I needed to, to, to invest in my, in my business to be able to, to grow and progress. And, and so I needed the capital to do so, to market, to hire employees. So what I started doing was dumping all the cash flow that I could into my cash value life insurance, letting that build. And then as I uh, you know, came up with different strategies for marketing or so on and so forth, I had the capital available that I could loan against, pull out, invest in, in my business through marketing, through individuals that I hired. And then with the increase in business, I was able to repay the loans and, and uh, you know, grow, that, grow the business and become you know, maybe a little more successful as time went on. That's a really unique way to use a policy. So what you're talking about is you had the money in the policy first. You leveraged the value of that policy, took the value of that policy through a policy loan, built your business, which in turn made you more successful, brought in more money. 
that money was what you used to pay off a policy loan, but the entire time that you had the policy loan outstanding, what was happening with, with the cash value in the policy? Yeah, the beautiful thing was the cash value remains in the policy and continues to grow uninterrupted. Fantastic. Which is amazing. I'll, and at the same time, if I passed away, my goal, my ultimate goal with my family financially is to become financially independent. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what happens if I pass away? Well, the plan stops immediately unless we ha I have life insurance in place, death benefit, which self-completes that plan and gets my wife to realize that goal immediately so that she can you know, worry about the things that she, you know, needs to worry about with regards to kids and, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. So you've ensured that your family carries on, you know, without you should the unthinkable happen. But while you have the policy, you're using it while you're alive to accomplish your immediate short-term goals. And, you know, that's the beautiful part of this concept. From what I see is the ability to utilize the concept to protect your family, to provide a foundation, but to really utilize the concept to, to, to create more today and protect your family at the same time. Pretty unique principle. Yep, it's, 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 it's amazing what it can do. So let's fast forward a little bit further then. Uh, you're here at Paradigm Life now. How did the transition, transition from previous markets, previous job, previous you know, business transition into a Paradigm Life? So you know, it, with the previous practice and the business and the company that I was associated with, of course I had friends and colleagues. And uh, as I kind of talked about you know, the transition that I was thinking about making, they course had kind of negative thoughts on it and uh, because basically I had to give up what I had built and essentially really start over but as I looked at the opportunity here with Paradigm the ability to leverage technology like we do and transition into into this opportunity it was something that I couldn't I couldn't pass up and and I'm excited to be here and one of the biggest things is that I saw when I first came in was was the talent that's here and the opportunity to work with the with the kind of people that we work with here and the nice thing is with our clients, I, I'm confident that every advisor here is, is talented and able to uh, help our clients, you know, get to where they need to get. Um, so as I made that transition, that was, it was an easy transition as I, as I started making that transition because of all that. Well, I tell you what, in the time that I've been here, which, you know, has been a relatively short time, I, I've really enjoyed working side by side with you, rubbing shoulders and, and getting to know you more and what you do, because you do bring a wealth of experience from, you know, a broad, a broad range of experience in the markets. And, and that really transitions over to the advice that you give the clients, your clients, helping them achieve their goals today by, by knowing both sides of the spectrum. And I, and I appreciate that. So from my end, I feel exactly the same working with you and you come from a completely different side of things and and I know that you've used your policies in in different ways than I have um, so I'd like to hear kind of your perspective on things as well no problem so uh, so me coming to paradigm life has kind of been a long story um, so I met Patrick and paradigm life almost six years ago hmm. and uh, you know I, I grew up in 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 a very very good family but and I received very traditional financial advice so I went to school I got an education I graduated school and I took, you know, a corporate job. And uh, it was really interesting. We started off in California and as a new new college graduate, I realized my, my little salary at the time didn't go very far at all. <laughs> so now, after a few months, we, we left California and went to Texas. And in Texas, everything's bigger, including the cost <laughs> of living and including the, uh, the, you know, the income and all of that. So we enjoyed our time in Texas, but I, I was working in a corporate job and, you know, my goal was to progress and climb that corporate ladder as fast as I could. And I was having some pretty good success doing that, but it was really interesting. A couple years in, three years into my, to my career, 
I felt like I wasn't going anywhere. I was getting promoted, but every promotion required me to move or to do something new or, you know, to really shake up my life quite a bit. And uh, my financial goals, I felt like I was getting further and further and further away from them. Mm -hmm. You know, I was taking the traditional advice and I was maxing out my 401k contributions. Mm -hmm. My 16-year-old my birthday for my father was a Roth IRA, and so I was putting money into that. And, I, you know, I was following the traditional financial advice. But I was very disillusioned, as, as you mentioned earlier, with what was happening and what I was accomplishing. And uh, I got – this is the interesting part – I got a promotion, right, in my job, and the promotion meant that I had to move to Indiana. <laughs> and I didn't want to move to Indiana. And so I, I, you know, my family and I, we were living in Texas, so I flew from Texas, from Dallas, Texas, to Indiana every single week. Wow. I had an apartment and an office in Indiana. I would fly out on Sunday nights and show up in Indiana, work Monday through Friday, and take the last flight out Friday, Friday evening, and come back and spend, you know, a very tired Saturday with my family and do it again, and again, and again. And that, that's an emotional drag, not, on, not, not only on yourself, but on the family. It, it is. It was, it was a really hard thing to do. You know, I, I had a, a, it was in a master's program. You know, I was doing all of these things that I thought was going to get me ahead, but yet I felt further and further behind. Now, any time you get up against that kind of a roadblock, you have the opportunity to make a new decision. And, and I, I, luckily enough, I made a new decision, and I started searching for a different set of something, right? Financial principles. And I started reading books. And uh, very quickly, I came across Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, I came across Nelson Nash's Infinite Banking book. And I started reading these books and my mind just exploded. I was, you know, it was opening up to all of these new possibilities that I hadn't really taken into consideration. One thing led to another. And I met Patrick uh, here at Paradigm Life. And I remember my wife and I meeting with Patrick. And we had no idea what Infinite Banking was. And as he started to present it to me, it felt so natural. And I felt, you know, I was so excited about yeah. it. And I knew that that was the path for me. I had no idea how it was going to play out over the time. But I knew I wanted to have my money in a place, as you did, where I could utilize it to achieve greater goals today and also protect my family. Like you, my, my wife, upon graduation, you know, we had our, our, our first son very early on in our marriage. And uh, she's been a stay-at-home mom pretty much for the majority of our marriage. So our income has been uh, a one-income family. Yeah. And should anything happen to me, um, you know, I want to make sure my family's taken care of. Yeah, and that's one of the side benefits. The, with the way that we set up the policies, we, we really focus on the cash value, but we, sh we should know and realize that we have a huge benefit in the death benefit. Yeah. Which provides that. Yep. I would call it provides the defense for your overall financial picture. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, you know, in my family, I've had a few health scares. You know, I grew up m myself with a few health scares. I've had some mm -hmm. open-heart surgery stuff in my family. Uh, I've been an as asthmatic my entire life. I'm deathly allergic to, uh, to nuts, right? If you've ever seen the movie Hitch, that actually <laughs> happens to people. <laughs> so uh, having a death benefit on my life uh, has given me a lot of confidence. And not, not necessarily, well, confidence... But I, I like to talk about the death benefit a little bit as a permission slip because while, my, while, while I am alive, the death benefit gives me the permission to do some things that I might not have had the confidence to do otherwise. And transitioning into the next part of my story, I started using this concept in my policy to do real estate. You know, I was in this career and I felt a little bit stuck, right? I'd gone to, to four years of college. I'd gone on and got, had a master's degree and I'm, you know, I've got all of this education to do this career that I'm not terribly passionate about. 
And uh, so I decided to start doing some things on the side, utilizing my policy to buy and acquire rental real estate. Fantastic system. Um, you know, just as you mentioned earlier with building your business, as I leverage the value of my policy, I could then take that cash value, take that policy loan and buy an asset like a piece of real estate. That real estate, if I did all of my due diligence right and you know, bought a, the appropriate property, would generate a cash flow. That cash flow would be what would pay back my policy loan. And so now my money's working really quite hard, right? It's still working in my policy. Absolutely. I've bought an asset that, that is paying off my policy loan. And then I just push the repeat button, right? I, I do it as, as over and over and over again. So as you started looking at investing in real estate, did you start your policy first before you acquired your first real estate property? Or yes. did you start with cash? Nope, I, I started my policy first. So, you know, I was fortunate enough, as I met Patrick and Paradigm, I came in contact with some very uh, instrumental people in my life. And they were the ones who actually introduced me to Patrick. Yeah, and that, that's hard to find, somebody yeah. who realizes the benefit of the system and will recommend setting up the system first. And, you know, I have clients, uh, you know, spoken with a lot of people that are real estate investors, and it's hard to give up the opportunity to purchase real estate today to get a system in place first to then, you know, give you that leveraging ability for the rest of time. Um, can you kind of speak to that and how you decided to get the system in place, why you decided to get the system in place, and kind of how that works psychologically, I guess, in your overall picture. So for me, it goes back to the permission slip of the death benefit. Right? I mean, you know, I wanted to make my, my capital as productive as possible. Yeah. So one of the ways that I've done real estate up to this point was I, I would put as little possible down on a piece of property as I could. Sure. I would lock in my cost by taking a 30-year mortgage, and I would use my policy as the down payment, you know, the 20% yeah. down, 25% down. But here, here comes the problem, right? Now I have taken on, I've bought an asset, but I've taken on a productive liability to do it. I have yeah. another mortgage. Yeah. If I pass away, you know, do I want to leave a whole, a whole pile of mortgages to my wife? Right. Now the properties are cash flowing, but is that really a, a solid financial plan? So the death benefit gave me the permission slip to, to start doing those things. If I passed away, you know, the death benefit could pay off the mortgages. My wife could be sitting on free and clear properties and the cash flow. And so, so some of the transitionatory plan was should anything happen, the death benefit would enable me to so do that. So you, you foresaw the risk associated with taking on that additional liability, even though it was a productive liability, you foresaw the risk should you not be there to be able to take care of that and really manage that whole business. And the death benefit provided a risk mitigation. Absolutely. And again, going back to Patrick, man, I've, I've really got to pat him on the back. He was, he was a, a, a really good mentor in my life at that point to help me realize the, you know, the benefits and kind of plug some of the, 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 uh, the holes in this system and, and show me a way to do it. So yeah, Patrick helped me understand that. Uh, and, and by doing that over the last five years, give or take, you know, I've used my policies, well, policies now plural to buy multiple properties and to create a degree of financial stability and financial freedom, essentially, right. In, in my life, it's been a fantastic system for me. Um, fast forwarding a little bit, you know, I got to the point in my career you know, we're now living in Colorado. Uh, that's where my wife is from. Loved it out there. And uh, I got to the point in my career where I, I, I just had to be done. I was in a career that I was not passionate about at all. Mm. And man, just to just to turn on that mental switch, you know, in the morning to say, okay, gear yourself up, go do this job and, you know, come home and try to try to turn it off was really hard for me. So I, I got to the point where I was ready to make a jump, right? I was ready to, to, to take a leap of faith. And the interesting part about this leap of faith is it didn't feel as, as uh, difficult as it could have been because over the, you know, 
the last five years, I'd been buying assets that had been producing cash flow. And yeah. should I need to do this, I could have somewhat lived off my cash flow at that time. So it made taking the jump a little bit easier. But I was I was I, I came across someone out in Colorado that really turned me on to the financial industry, turned me on to using insurance and you know selling insurance and you know kind of what you were doing, right, helping yeah. people in the markets. And I liked that aspect of it because I liked what you know the financial education that I had received had done for my life. And so I started looking into you know a career into in the financial industry. And uh, again, lo and behold, Patrick and I's path crossed, and uh, he found out what I was looking at doing, and gave me the opportunity to come out here to Utah, and to really take a closer look at what they were doing here. Now I I had worked with Patrick and I knew what he was doing, but I had no idea you know the how much it had grown and and really you know all of the cool things that were, were happening here at Paradigm Life. So I drove out from Colorado to Paradigm, and as soon as I walked in the front door, I knew. Yeah. Right. I knew this is what I was going to be doing. So I went home, you know, put a few things in order, and uh, turned in a notice with my career wow. and uh, sold my house in wow. Colorado, and moved to Utah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I remember feeling the same way. You know, making trying to make that decision. I remember the first time I drove up because I live I live about forty minutes from the office. So I remember driving up and meeting with with uh, first of all it was it was uh, Brad Gibb, so he and he was one of my clients prior to to Paradigm. He moved over to Paradigm, told me I needed to come and, and see what's going on, and and uh, so I did. And I remember walking in and just thinking there is something very special here. Yeah, and you you mentioned it earlier. Each one of the people here come from very different backgrounds. And uh, they bring such a wealth of experience and knowledge to the table. And the, the, I mean, the sheer collaboration of, of what was happening here, that, that's what made me want to move. You know, I, I could have stayed in Colorado and done the business remotely using technology, but I wanted to be by the people here and I wanted to learn from and be part of the experience here at Paradigm Life. So that's how I got here uh, to where I am, is, is really <coughs> being fortunate enough to have met Patrick a long time ago, not not ever knowing how the the path would intersect again, but now intersecting to the point that you know I'm here doing what's uh, what Patrick taught me to do. <laughs> and, I, and I'm glad I'm glad you're here because it's it's really made a big difference for me. And seeing your tenacious desire to improve and to be better, and I, we I feel like we get that from all the different advisors here, and we just continually grow and progress and, and get better. Absolutely, absolutely, and. and you know, knowing now how we've, we have both used our, our policies, you know, I wanted to bring in a, a couple of other things. In addition to using, you know, a <clears throat> policy for real estate and a policy to grow your business, some of you, you can use your policy for anything, whatever your short-term goals are. And that's what, what an advisor here would help you understand and to clarify how to do that and the strategy behind doing that. But I remember my son, my oldest son had uh, a heart surgery. And uh, man, that was a hard time in, in our life, but we had a source of capital to fund that, and that came from a policy. Uh, we've used policies to fund vacations. We've used policies to do our short-term goals without diminishing the value of a, of a long-term policy and a, a long-term savings plan. And, and the, the ability to use your capital today without diminishing the, the asset is quite a fantastic opportunity. And, and I think what you mean when you say diminishing that the future asset is is the compounding curve and really because if you were to take if you let's say you had to you had to pull from an investment monies to be able to pay for a surgery or go on vacation well now you give up that compounding that would have happened indefinitely on that on that on those dollars 
And the beauty with the, with the loan provision, and it's a contractual guarantee, is you can take a loan against and allow that money just to continue to grow uninterrupted. And that's, Absolutely. That's a powerful thing. Well, think about how savings is done today. Most people have two different savings plans. If you really microanalyze it, most people have a short-term savings plan mm -hmm. for money that they intend to use in the short term, right? For vacations, sometimes for cars. Li liquidity, right? Liquidity, right? And so most people put that money where? Oh, say cash. Cash, right? Bank. It's sitting in a bank, and they're willing to give up the growth to have it liquid. Right. And then you, you look a little bit forward. Once they have their short-term savings met, you know, they kind of pick up their head a little bit and say, okay, what do I need to do in the long term? And the long term is I need to prepare for retirement. So they'll have a retirement savings plan that functions almost the exact opposite right. as a short-term plan. Right. They give up the liquidity to potentially get more growth. And in both cases, they're losing, Right. Right. I mean, you have to give up something. Right. And that, that's, that's the beauty of the, of, the, of the policy and the loan provision, the cash value, is you get, to, you get to have all of those things with the product. Yeah, you got it. You get to have all of those things and never break that compounding curve. But, but here's the thing. As you think about liquidity, so if we're combining liquidity with our long-term savings, there has to be – you have to be disciplined. And there has to be a system in place because if you, you can take that money and use it for whatever you want – and the loan provision is flexible in the fact that you don't ever have to pay that back. And so if you're not disciplined, if you don't have the systems in place to use the money, use the capital wisely, and then set up a, a repayment plan, and whether it's you're using cash or whatever, the, wherever the dollars are coming from, if you're using cash and not replenishing that cash balance, let's say you're going to go on a vacation every year. If you're not replenishing that cash balance, you can't continue to go on a vacation. So you have to recognize that the the – when you use that loan, you have to repay it. By, by not repaying it, you're simply hurting yourself, and that's, that's all there is to it. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that, I've, that I have felt and experienced with this concept is an element of control, right? And that control can be a good thing. It could be a bad thing if you don't mm -hmm. have the personal discipline to use that control to utilize the capital, to repay it, and to you know, continually be building your own system. But you know, I didn't realize how much of a control freak I actually am <laughs> until I started using this system. And now I don't want it any other way. I don't want my money with someone else that has control over my capital, that you know, my, my financial goals are up to the market, up to taxes, up to you know, inflation and all of those things. I want to be in control of that. But that control can be a slippery slope if you don't use it with responsibility, right? So, so the policy, the product provides you know, the, the, the ability to loan against and you know, the leveraging effect and the death benefit protection, all those things. And I want to make it clear here, you've got the product, which, which provides all that. But then we have the concept and the systems and all of that, which is provided from the infinite banking concept and, and the wealth standard that, that, we're, that we're talking about. Yeah, you've got it. I mean, I think a lot of people, when they think of financial planning, it's all product-based, right? right? Should I put my money in this product or that product? Without a system or a strategy, products are really somewhat useless, right? Right. Um, I mean, they might do a few things for you, but you have no control over really the outcome. But when you place a powerful product with a powerful strategy and you have control to direct it, the potential is unlimited, right? right? You know, Patrick talked about the infinite banking concept and the intellectual property that comes with that. One of the things I like about that name is it's infinite, right? You can use your policy to create anything you want. You use it to create a business. I used it to create, you know, rental, passive income. You can use it for anything. But you have to treat it as your own personal bank and have that responsibility and that control to go with it. And that kind of, that kind of describes the, the phase of life that we're in, right? We're building assets. We're building a financial future. We're raising a family. One day, 
will probably retire, right? <laughs> Quote unquote retire. Who knows what that'll look like? But a lot of financial planning today is geared towards retirement. Right. What is retirement for most people? Uh, you know, stop working and uh, you know live on 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 income created from the assets that you accumulated. Okay, so most people spend the majority of their working life accumulating assets, right? And if we look at traditional financial planning, most you know most financial planning is put your money here. The market will help you grow over time, but don't really worry about it, right? You just put money in, put money in, put money in, and when you're 65, bling, you know, everything changes, <laughs> and now you retire on this, you know, this, this uh, nest egg that you've built. We're going to talk a little bit about this. You know, uh, in, in last week's segment, Patrick had what he called a wishbone moment, and uh, he talked about a wishbone will never replace a backbone. And as we were preparing for, uh, for this discussion today, you know, we were taking a look at a few articles, and one of the articles that stood out in, in our minds was uh, May, or excuse me, September 11th, so just a couple of days ago, on money.com, there was an article that says, four ways to fix our retirement system. And, you know, obviously this is right in line with what we do, so we read this article, and I'll be honest, I kind of chuckled through the article because it just goes and it's, it, it, it speaks to the problems that are already there, and the ways that they're describing to fix the problems is really like putting lipstick on a pig, right? The retirement system is not working for most people today, and they acknowledge that in this piece. Uh, you know, right at the very beginning, they say the retirement system is broken, but yet their, their solutions to fix the retirement system is to just change a couple things with yeah. the current system, right? Which, if something's broken, I, I want to replace it. Replace <laughs> it, right? I don't want to try to fix it. I want to replace it. Right, and the longer you put off replacing it, the longer you're going to be compounding a problem that's right in front of your face, right? right. And, you know, that lipstick on a pig, if a pig's a pig, <laughs> lipstick's not going to change it, right? <laughs> And, and so that's, you know, w w let's, let's talk a little bit about this because I think the majority of our clients that we work with here are preparing for or are just into retirements. And this system is a way that will help people in, re you know, make a more efficient retirement. This, this article has four solutions and it talks about four things that, that they think can help repair the retirement system. Number one was make America's retirement system, saving system universal and with lower costs. Just that number one, what stands out to you, Nate? Well, to make a system universal, there, we're, we're, none of us are the same. So to make us all be part of a system that is, that is the same goes against human nature mm -hmm. and goes against uh, you know, the, core, the core principle of, of capitalism, which is uh, you know, allow an economy to, to, to be free and to, and to flourish because it's free and to function you know, as, as a result. Yeah. So to create a universal system that is you know, the same for everybody, that I, I don't see that being... Put everyone in one box, right? Exactly. If you don't fit in the box, we're going to stuff you in there anyway. Yep. And, and another thing that stood out to me, we talk quite a bit about how the retirement system works today and how qualified plans actually work. They talk about having lower costs. One of the things, when you lose control over your retirement future, you're essentially paying someone else to accomplish your right. financial goals. And oftentimes, we don't really account for what that actually costs a person. If they invest in a 401k for their entire working life, that cost can end up being hundreds of thousands of dollars. They don't really quantify it in this article, but they do recognize that you know lowering the cost of that would be a would be a, a huge benefit, a benefit. huge right. Yeah. If we if we compare this to you know the concept that we that we present here at the Wealth Standard Radio, you know we actually overcome the costs of you know this concept very very quickly, which means all of your future growth, all of the compounding is what's going in your pocket, 
where the reverse is true in most 401ks, your costs compound and actually get bigger over right. time, right? Yeah, the, the better and better you do, the costs, or the, I shouldn't say the better you do, but the, the higher your, your account value grows by future contributions and growth, there's a higher and higher fee in dollars, you know, as, as a result. Yeah. You know, one thing that stood out to me in this as well is they're talking about the, the problem in, in our current economy with savings. They talk about the typical 401k balance for someone getting ready to go into retirement as of 2010 is $120,000. Wow. How on earth are people going to retire with $120,000 in their pocket? It, it, at that point, it doesn't matter if your costs are, you know, 25, 25 basis points. Yeah. It, that, that's not enough. You know, one of the things that stood out to me with that is why is that the case? In, in my opinion, it's loss of control, right? You know, the whole yeah. time you're preparing for retirement, if you have no idea what you're doing and you have no idea what success looks like, what's the motivation for doing it? Why would you give up money today if you don't really know what it's going towards, how it's working, and what the success of that um, system is going to be? Uh, another thing, you know, that potentially could hurt people is over the last few years, incomes have kind of stagnated, inflation has gone up, you know, there's taxes associated with these qualified plans, market loss. I mean, how demotivating is that when you save, 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 and then 2008 happens, and all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, half your balance is gone. Yeah, I, I've, so going back to my, you know, my previous position where I help clients invest in, in the market, um, I started uh, 2008, and at the forefront of every conversation about, you know, where to put the money was, what about liquidity, and what's my risk associated with this? And uh, that's, that, that has to be at the forefront of all of it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a, you know, I've talked to quite a few people, and that's a pretty sensitive subject, right? I mean, you know, you save, you work, that, that saving represents blood, sweat, and tears. It represents you going to work, you putting money away, you having discipline. Well, and the psychological effect of losing that hard-fought money yeah. just because, you know, the, the market collectively has, has taken a downturn. Yeah. And maybe at the, at the worst time when you're yeah. thinking you're ready to retire. Well, on the reverse of that, right, as we talk about what we do here, you know, we put your money in a place that it's safe, it's guaranteed, it's always growing. In 2008, what happened with the clients that were using this concept? Oh, it's, they, they're putting them in a better position. Yeah, no loss, right? Right. And, and it gave them the, the ability to invest in, you know, other in other ways at the same time yeah you know another another solution that they presented here is you know with that universal savings plan they they propose making savings in a qualified plan mandatory right yeah i saw that you go to work <laughs> you have a job and now you mandatorily have to save in a system that they're acknowledging is broken but it's mandatory you have to do it and they, they, they issue a few or they, they have a few things that could potentially improve or put some lipstick on, on this little uh, opportunity here. You know, they talk about having automatic withdrawals from your paycheck. It's just automatic. You have a job. You have to save for right. 401k. It's required. It required. Required automatic enrollment. Right. And you can opt out. They say this is one of their solutions, but it just it has to happen. Now, if you think about it on, on, you know, the bigger picture, why would the government mandate savings in a 401k? Well, to to defer well one way is to defer taxes until maybe taxes are and you're in a higher you know tax rates are higher right. down the road you know if you save with the 401k you know oftentimes when people think of retirement it's that person their spouse and all of their dreams that they have yeah if you've chosen a vehicle like a 401k you also have another partner in retirement it's not just you and your spouse yep. 
It's the government, right? Right. And before you ever get whatever your your 401k will yield, the government gets what you have deferred at a future tax rate. Right. Kind of a scary thing. Yeah, because we don't control. Again, it goes back to the control factor. Do we have any control over what tax are going to be? Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. An- another solution that they talk about here is uh, delaying Social Security. Again, another government fix, right? Uh, change the rules for um, uh, security payroll tax relief. Again, another government fix. I mean, how much are we relying on the government to fix our retirement problems? Oh, at this point, that it seems like every traditional every traditional uh, financial advisor is looking to that and saying yeah. we need to we need to fix or talk to that. But what about private contracts and what about creating your own wealth and you know using using vehicles that that keep it all private? Absolutely. So what you, when you're saying private, what what do you mean by that? Elaborate so on that. The the ability to get money in in a contract that's private, meaning that the IRS is not involved, as long as we abide by and 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 make sure and 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 stay within the limitations, it's private. Meaning the the IRS does not have to know what's what's growing where it's at, and they don't they are not a silent partner. Interesting. I mean, interesting. When you retire, if you set up a plan with you know the concepts that we talk about. You're literally in a private contract. The two, you know, you're a private individual. Right. You're with a private insurance company, and between the two of you, you have a private contract. Yep. That's, that's that's a pretty. I love that aspect of it. Yep. You know, as a business owner, as a, a private individual myself, you know, I don't want my my retirement or my future to be tied to the government, to right. be tied to taxes, to be tied to, you know, anything, anything outside you, of my control. That you can't control. Absolutely right. right? So the fourth thing on here was, um, you know, an opportunity to improve, to put some lipstick on this pig here, is changing the rules for the required minimum <laughs> distributions. And I, I thought this was kind of funny, and it goes back to who our partner is in retirement. Why are there RMDs in 401ks? What is your thought? Because at some point, they, <clears throat> they have to get theirs. The IRS is going to get their part of it. And so to require you to start distributing means they're going to require you to start paying taxes okay. at some point. So let's get this straight, right? You go to work. Let's just say you're, you're, you're the typical American. You go to work from age 25, and you work all the way until age 65. And let's say you're diligent all along the way. You put your money in a qualified plan, okay? right? Yep. The money's in the qualified plan. It's going up and it's going down. Who's taking all the risk? Oh, I am. You are, right? 100%. Okay, so you're putting all the money in. You're taking all of the risk. Who's paying all of those fees that they talked about earlier? I am. Okay, so you're paying all the fees, you're taking all the risk, and now the beautiful, magical day of 65 comes, and now you turn to that, in- that nest egg and you start to retire. And right as you start to do that, who steps in? The IRS. Your silent partner, right? Who didn't have to take any risk, who didn't have to pay any fees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you took all the risk, you paid all the fees, you did everything, and now all of a sudden the IRS steps in and says, okay, wait, 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 Nate, it's time for retirement, it's time to take an income stream, let me tell you what you owe me, right? Yeah. Now, you're a business owner. What if I came to you as a business owner and I said, hey, Nate, man, I want to be your business partner. I really like what you're doing. Um, but in order for me to be your business partner, I need you to do all of the work. Okay? I need you to do all of the research. I need you to do everything. Um, I need you to pay all of the costs as well. <laughs> and when the business gets successful and when it's time to start taking a profit from the business, at that point, as your business partner, I'll step in and tell you what you owe me. Am I going to be your business partner? That would be the last conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the door in my face and kick me out, right? Exactly. So why are we choosing to do this with our retirement savings? 
That's, that's the interesting question I have. You know, one of the last comments on this article is it says, a pet peeve of mine is how unnecessarily complicated the rules are for retirement savings plans. That really stood out to me. People are giving up control partly because, man, these plans are complicated, yeah. right? If you invest in the market, do you have any idea what you're investing in if you're the average American citizen? No, no idea. No, it's, it's very difficult to know, really. And I ask that question. When you invest in your 401k, who gets that money? And, and the, the question kind of goes unanswered for a while. And as they kind of think through, they think, well, it's, it's Fidelity. Fidelity has my money. Well, yeah. they have a portion of your money because you paid fees. Right. But the bulk of it went and invested in some sector, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, blue chip companies or, or you know, you're invested in bonds or, or whatever. But it's invested in some company in some way. Yeah. I remember doing that, <laughs> getting out of college and doing, you know, taking my first step. I'm sitting down with my HR person and they're presenting my 401k. And yeah. as you know, re having received traditional financial advice, man, I'm going to opt in. I'm going to get my quote unquote free money from the employer match. Yeah. And we can have a whole separate conversation about that, but I'm going to invest in my 401k. And I remember they put it in front of me and I had no idea what I was looking at. You know, they had all these little acronyms in there and all these little symbols. Yeah. And yet I'm supposed to choose from this list of options where my money's going to go. Yeah. That's and, a pretty scary prospect, and, right? And the, most people are looking and they, they choose the, the easiest one, which is I, I'm going to choose the target fund, yeah. which is going to put a date on my retirement. And hopefully I'm going to have a large balance, a big number at that date to be able to retire at that point. And it, it takes the, it, it's, too, it's too easy at that point. And they kind of step back and say, okay, I got my target fund. I'm okay. I don't have to, I just have to put money in. It's going to, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Talk to a financial advisor. Any of, any of you who are listening here, I highly encourage you call in and talk to one of the advisors here and we can help you look at your individual system, your individual plan, help you kind of make some sense of what you're doing right now and, and show you some solutions. I think that's really what Paradigm Life is good at offering is, okay, this is where you're at, right? This is option A. This is what you're doing today. Option B is what if we do this? What if we do something different? How does that compare option A versus option B? And we really try to make it an easy, distinguishing, logical decision to make, right? Option A or option B, which one's better? Which one's more suited for you? Do you want to have control over the future? Do you want to know what your clear path to retirement looks like? And if so, here's the steps, the process, the system, and the product to do it. Right, the strategy. The strategy, you got it. So I. Unless you have anything else that you want to add to this conversation, I mean, Nate, it's been awesome talking to you today. You, you are a, a stellar individual. You have a stellar experience behind you, and you, you, you bring so much value to your clients. You know, I've listened to what you say and how you present things, and it's just fabulous. I, I feel the same way about, about you and, and all the other advisors here, and just so, so happy to be here and, and excited to work with uh, the clients that we have and, and that we'll continue to get. Absolutely. So for all of you listening today, I highly encourage you, uh, contact us. You know, Let us talk to you. What we do, we, we come to you and we show you some solutions that will help make a clearer path to what it is you're trying to achieve, whether that's retirement, using it to build a business, buy real estate, or anything in between. For more information, you can visit any one of our, our websites. We have www.paradigmlife.net. On paradigmlife.net, uh, you're going to find some really cool resources. We have a section on there in the upper left-hand corner of the website called Infinite 101. And Patrick has taken, I don't know how many hours, several hundreds of hours putting together an Infinite 101 site that will give you a foundational education of how our financial system is working today, 
how you fit into that and some opportunities or some solutions that can help fix any problems that you think you might have. So that's one resource. Another resource, as Patrick mentioned earlier, we're, we're launching this wealth standard and you can visit us on that, on that website, thewealthstandard.com. You're going to find a whole lot of new resources, new tools. Uh, as Patrick mentioned, they're doing another uh, webcast tomorrow, you know, yep. a YouTube live video presentation of how to use this system. So encourage you to check out those resources and uh, look forward to talking to you hopefully soon. Sounds good. Thanks, right. guys. Bye -bye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial.